0: Wiggins lobbed for Draymond, good catch, pass to Porter Jr. to pool. he'll dribble drive, comes in, up top to Wiggins, shot clock at five, down the lane to the rack, and he dunked it! He just put Clark to the floor! Wiggins with a slam, a two-hand slam for Andrew Wiggins, and it was savage. Yes, that's an elevation sensation.
1: Now back to 95-7, the game. All right. Um... Because the Xfinity mobile text line does what it does. Just talked to Rob Fisher, part of the Grizzlies broadcast crew. Rob Fisher is a snitching rat from the 408. <laughs> 650, this guy is a clown. He's the snitch on the
2: playground. Uh, wow. Yeah. Bay Area does not take kindly to snitches, I see. No, no, not at all. The 925 was chiming in when we were talking about uh, whether or not Dylan Brooks has a Twitter said he changed his pick to strength in numbers after they beat an injured, riddled Warriors team in February. 9 5 I don't know if there were multiple, but I do recall it was Jaron Jackson who didn't even play in that game, I don't think, who tweeted strength in numbers. So I don't know if that was Dylan Brooks. Maybe they both did. Wouldn't surprise me, but I know for a fact the the screenshot that I saw going around was Jaron Jackson. Uh, when I just looked, if Dylan Brooks – I saw a – a uh, account that said Dylan Brooks, but it wasn't verified. I I don't, I don't think he has one, but either way, you know, there have been uh, specifically with a team like the Grizzlies, they are very outspoken. So, I mean, if you're Dylan Brooks and you do have a Twitter, could you have said something, but it's probably a lose-lose situation. And he probably did the smart thing and not saying anything, but that's not going to make anybody any less uh, annoyed. Do you think the Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. tweet was more of a uh, a tweak
1: at Draymond because they're both Michigan State guys?
2: No, this was in February when they they had just lost and they were all out and about because somebody else posted something. It wasn't just Jaron Jackson. They were talking a lot. And I think that was when, you know, people sat there and said, OK, they, they're, they're doing a little bit too much. And we talk about because me personally, Coz, I don't know. Uh, how you feel and I know you tease some stuff before the break, but just real quick, the whole John ja Morant dancing thing and hey, he's a little bit too big for his britches. He hasn't done too much yet. Me personally, I like to keep the same I like to keep the same uh energy, right? So for me, I know he's not a champion yet, but I'm into bat flips. I'm into people having fun, even if it's against my own team. So it doesn't bother me that he's doing the gritty while somebody's shooting because when Steph shimmies and Steph does his thing, You know, I like it, too. And even though Steph's a champion and he's the MVP, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, hey, you're an MVP. Now you can dance and celebrate during the game. Hey, you won a championship. Now you can dance and celebrate. For me, I like to keep it more black and white. I like bat flips. I like celebrating. To me, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to earn your stripes to do those things. But let's get into what you wanted to chat about.
1: Well, there are a couple of things I want to get into. Um, I will tell you when it comes to tonight's game that – I don't know what people are looking at. i got to be honest with you. It was two tight games in Memphis. Memphis's tough guy and villain isn't going to be there. You're going to have a crowd so revved up, they are ready to knife anybody who's turn, who looks at them the wrong way. That place is going to be on fire. It is going to be on fire. And barring some unforeseen horrible thing that could happen to a, a key warrior like an injury – the Warriors, the last I looked, were six-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. As Steiny likes to say, liquidate all assets. The Dubs are going to win this one going away to the point where you might not even have to watch much of the fourth quarter. Whoa. I, I see a double-digit win. Whoa. I see a veteran team just laying the wood. Mm-hmm. To a group of guys who are a little out over their skis and maybe a little scared that they're 1-1 right now. Doesn't mean they're going to win both games of the series in at, at, at Chase this uh, next couple of games. But I think tonight, Alan,
2: this thing is, oh, I'm I it's two, as far as I'm concerned, it's 2-1 Warriors in the series right now. So are you just saying that it's just big brother, little brother, and they're just, the Warriors are pretty upset about how they played last game, and it's just going to be a classic a classic bounce-back game in, in every sense of the word. Yeah, I think it's going to be a team that understands what the mission is, and they
1: understand the assignment, versus a Memphis team that was fun, they're up-and-coming, they think they get it, but I don't know if they get it. They had to run into something against Minnesota, and they had to work hard to beat Minnesota, coming back from double-digit deficits in the four three times, you don't do that against the Golden State Warriors, and I think this game in particular is the one where the Warriors understand the assignment, they know what's going to be going on around them, and they know what to expect when it goes up at about 538 or whatever they toss the ball in the air. But quite frankly, I think Memphis is in for something they're not quite used to, and it is going to hurt them badly. I see a Dubs double-digit win win. No question, Warriors already up in the series 2-1, but that doesn't mean they won game four. I'm just telling you tonight, Right. you made the right choice by going to Buster
2: Night as opposed to going to game three. Right. Well, I mean, so you're saying I'd, I would have I would have left early because they're just going to yep. be putting the smack down. Yep. I, will, I will say this. When you look at what the Grizzlies did against the T-Wolves, they split in Memphis, then that game three was the game where they got down by 20 twice and eventually ended up winning because they are the Minnesota Timberwolves and they were a seven seed. The Warriors are not the Timberwolves. So if you do not come correct, they will put you in your place. And I will say this. I think that sometimes the Warriors, when Chase Center is rocking or when Oracle was rocking, they get hot so quick and they forget that there's still seven minutes left in the third quarter, and now there's one or two too many heat checks, and now that 20-point lead is now down to about you know, 11, 12, and you're, you're thinking, okay, what's going on here? So I think this is a day where that veteran – know-how of the Warriors. Don't get too caught up in Chase rocking. You can still dance. You can still shimmy. You can have a good time. But just stay on brand. Enough with the heat checks when, you know, you don't have to. I think that they are going to get that line up you know they i just want them to hold on to it because we've seen it where they think the game's over and the grizzlies or whoever it is they say we're not going anywhere you blank a couple turnovers a little careless with the ball because you're up heat checks turnovers heat checks turnovers now you're back down to that 10 point that 10 point lead which is probably the most uh, you know it's the most curious lead that you have because it feels like you're up a lot when in reality it's only five baskets right so I agree with you I just want to make sure that the Warriors have that mentality when you do get get up big the game is not over right jobs not just like Kobe jobs not finished jobs not done so I I I hear you on that it's not a fear I just want the Warriors to remember it ain't over in the third quarter right so um that's all, that's all I want to make sure right there. But I agree with you. I think that, you know, the Warriors are going to come out hot. Chase is going to be rocking. Those first two quarters are going to be crazy. I was watching the the Miami Heat game a couple of days ago, and I was serious because I, I, I didn't know if it was a playoff game or, or if it was a game in February. Right? I mean, they, they were right. just chilling out there. And I hear you. I typically roll my eyes when you hear the uh, announcers say, it's a playoff atmosphere. They say that all the time when it's the playoffs. I thought, wow, you know what? After watching those games in Memphis and what we're about to watch in Chase, this is a different level. And this is why they got, you know, I know you said they wanted to have two games a night. This is partly why the Warriors, they, no, we're going to make sure Warriors and Grizzlies are on Saturday because ultimately that's what everybody wants to watch.
1: And here's why I think tonight is especially big at Chase Center. I will state – unequivocally, this is the biggest game to ever happen inside Chase Center. You had opening night. You had Steph's big, you know, whenever he came back from an injury, you had Clay coming back from his injury. You've had big moments. But this is the biggest game ever to be played inside that building, bar none. This is a chance for the fans through the Warriors to put a mark on the building because I don't think the building has ever gotten to be what the Oakland facility was. There was a special sound and feel and sense in Oakland that I don't think we've found in San Francisco yet. Tonight is that chance for the team to be the ones who said it through the fans who get the understanding of, we're here on a special night. This is the biggest thing that's happened to us in this building. It's a beautiful new building. It's on the water. Everyone mocked them when they said they were going to do it. They ended up doing it. They did it at a time when they thought they were going to continue to be competitive. Unfortunately, the world got in its way. Now they get a chance to be competitive for the first time in their beautiful building. Alan, if the roof doesn't blow off tonight, if the team doesn't respond, and I think they do, I, I'm telling you, I get to clicker ready. Have whatever, you know, you got that button that's last. Make sure there's another game you can watch because you're going to be flipping back to the dubs. They're going to be up so big. I do think that they're going to spank them. But, man, this is a night to really put a mark on Chase Center. And and you know what? Leave your scent, everybody. Leave your scent. All what? right, Be a, be a rabid animal and leave your scent. This is the night the Chase Center gets true christening.
2: Well, I was going to say, Coz, you're saying all this. You're talking real big. You're making Dub Nation feel all warm and fuzzy. So I got to take the other side and say, if the Warriors lose this game, I think it's a it panic mode time because now you you have to – now you're in the same position that the Grizzlies were in when it was 1-1. So I think that we're not going to have to have this conversation, but we have to because nothing is certain. If the Warriors lose tonight, it's, as Bonte would say, scary hours. I, I, I You'd have to think that.
1: You lose this game tonight, you've lost an opportunity to to really – Stick it to a Memphis team that's maybe got a little swagger after a win, but you lose this opportunity and and I think you've really lost an opportunity to give the building the mark it's waiting for. Mm-hmm. And it, it unless someone out there can tell us that triple eight nine five seven nine five seven oh was when was opening night that night that you christened it? Was Clay coming back the night you christened it? Was there another moment you remember where the building really had that? That crescendo that we used to get in Oakland all the time that we left Oakland remembering you know we didn't we didn't leave Oakland when they were in the midst of what one playoff run in 18 seasons yeah. right yeah we left it we left it when you when when you had the, the the big opera singer at the on stage at the end belting out the big final tune we left it and we wanted it to go on a little bit
2: longer it hadn't gone on the, the show ended. So now's I, I, a yeah. chance to get the show going again. I would I would say though those first two games against the Nuggets when the three guards were rolling and Jordan Poole was out of his mind that could have been a christening. I think so. I, I think the deeper you get, they're just different versions of the christening. Now you have, you know, it was the Nuggets, right? And now you have Ja Morant and the national media is asking, who would you rather have in this series? And we don't know who the best player is. And is John ja Morant better than Seth Curry at this point? So this is a different level. But I will say there was a level of that. Within, you know, within that first round, the 415 is chiming in. Not so fast there, buddy. In Minnesota, Anthony Edwards was playing better than Poole. Cat played better than Draymond and D'Angelo Russell didn't play as well as Curry. So I'm not so sure about your statement. I guess 415, we are a resident Minnesota T-Wolves fan. So shout out (laughs) to you. Good luck next year. Um, But yeah, I I think that ultimately we understand that the Warriors the, the, it's a different level. The the Grizzlies think that too. I think that you, if there was to be fair, if there was somebody, I would want in this type of environment that is just going to have the mentality that they don't care and they're going to continue to do what they are going to do regardless, it would be John Morant, right? Out of all the, the superstars right now, I mean, you could throw Trey Young in there, but I just think John Morant's better. You could throw Luka in there too, but John Morant has that mentality, that dog mentality. He's going to want to uh, shut people up. That's for sure. That's for sure. Now, is he willing to do it? According to Coase, he will not be, but he's definitely going to try. Let's get some phone calls,
1: 888-957-9570. Bruce is in Berkeley. Bruce, welcome in. Dubs tonight against the Grizzlies. I don't know how you see this one, but the Dubs and Grizz, I've got the Dubs winning double digits. I, I, I Hey, Liquidate all assets. My man Matt Steinmetz reminds us every week, liquidate the assets the Dubs cover tonight.
3: Yeah, I hope you guys are right. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
3: Okay. Yeah. You know, just thinking on that in that game too. I just wanted to hear what you thought. You know, how much do you think you know that injury and that blow to Gary Payton was one of the reasons why the Warriors were you know just the, the him going down and the way he went down uh, that that led a bit to the poor shooting night, the poor shooting by Curry and Clay, and uh, and also maybe got the got Kerr a little bit jumbled uh, trying to figure out the defense and. And I noticed that Looney only played like a handful of minutes in game two. But in game one, Looney played a lot of the second half because it's when, you know, <clears throat> when Draymond got thrown out. And, you know, Looney, he, you know he's a defensive stalwart there. And I know he's not super athletic, but he doesn't go for a lot of head fakes and things like that. And And I recall watching in game one when Morant would get in the paint, you know, Looney, he doesn't he doesn't fall for any of the, of the fakes maybe because you know he's not getting off the ground that much, but he's got long arms and, and it looked like you know he was giving Ja a little bit of a tough time. so I wonder if you could weigh in on that because loon sets the right pick for the warriors. I mean maybe that's uh, the key to the cog here. I'll take uh, your comments off the air.
1: Thanks.
2: Go ahead, Alan, you want to tackle that one? Yeah, well first of all I gotta I gotta come at you Coase, because the the text line is all over you. Hey, Coz, guru says liquidate all assets. All don't we assets. have the right. sounder
1: of Steinmetz saying it, though? We used to
2: play the sounder of Steinmetz saying it all the time. Yeah, I, look, I, don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the I messenger. Know. It's the I know. I know. They're trying to crush me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but uh, you know, back to the call. The thing about Looney, we can we can throw him in there, sure, but, he yeah, he doesn't leap like that because he really can't, but you could put him in there. And again, he's a guy who, if you're not going to give him huge minutes, if he fouls Jaw, no big deal. I don't think there is no fix for this. There's literally no fix for this because GP2, we know what he's able to do defensively. And he just makes Ja Morant uncomfortable. He's still at 31, 34 in the first game, but he made Ja more uncomfortable than anybody else anybody else can. I think it's very simple. Like, you know, we were talking about earlier. Early in the game. You don't want Desmond Bain to get. This is what the Warriors always do, though, right? They allow the superstar to get jiggy with it and do what they want. That's fine. They don't want to see the other guys go off. This goes back to the LeBron days, you know, in in the first stage of the dynasty. LeBron, that's why people thought LeBron should win finals MVP when the Warriors won the finals. But that was all part of the Warriors' plan. We don't. LeBron can do what he does. We don't want LeBron to continue to do what he does and other players get involved. They did it with LeBron. They do it when they play Luka. They did it with Jokic. So John ja Morant, as much as he is a problem, he's only a problem, in my opinion, at the end of the game if you have not pulled away. That is when, To me, at the beginning of the game, I think it's a bit different because you have more horses than the Grizzlies. John Moran can do whatever he wants. You don't necessarily want him continuing to pass out to Desmond Bain and getting him going. And dare I say, Zaire Williams, who played out of his mind. There's a there's there's a, a group of Grizzlies fans that are happy that Dylan Brooks isn't playing because he hadn't been playing well and he had been throwing up bricks, right? And you get Zaire Williams in there and he, he played pretty well. So there are a couple... Grizzlies fans out there that are happy that Dylan Brooks isn't playing. So, that is what the Warriors do. But when you get to the end of the game, if you haven't pulled away, that is when you cannot – it was it was pretty bad at the end of game two watching the same thing over and over again. Jaw rolls up, you know, Wiggins is standing or Draymond, whoever, is standing – at least, I mean, he. it was COVID approved. It was six feet away from him at the three-point line. He, you know, he makes a couple threes, so he comes up a little bit, and then he blows by you to the left, finishes with the right, or gets, you know, or gets a foul or whatever. That can't happen. At the end of games, you need to pull. You need to. A couple of times in in game two, they did throw a double at him. He tossed out to Zaire Williams, and Anthony Slater tweeted this and that, and Zaire did hit those threes. You got to live with that, though. Specifically, that was in the second quarter. At the end of the game, you got to find a way to get it out of his hands, the same way they do to Steph. That you can't watch what what teams do to Steph and then sit there, right, and and just let Ja just cook on on Wiggins because he's the best defender you have left. But laterally, he can't he can't hang with Ja. Nobody can. You bring multiple bodies, and if somebody from the bench or some one of the other guys beats you at the end of the game, that's fine. All the way from Honolulu from the 808, Dubs have not had a
1: chance to play a single, quote, complete game yet. Game one, no Draymond. Game two, key defensive player taken out immediately. Any other team would be lucky to survive that kind of chaos, especially on the road. I agree, Honolulu. That plays right into what I'm saying. So I want you to go to Waikiki. I want you to go to the Alamoana. I want you to order a Mai Tai. I want you to kick back and watch the waves roll in as the Dubs get themselves a big, huge, fat win and take a suck a win. Uh, if you're a Warrior fan, let's get some phone calls. 888 957 9570. Carlos in Alameda, next up on 957 the game. Carlos, a little Dubs talk. What do you got?
4: Hey, just calling in to say that I agree with Cozumore 100%. I feel like they can't pass this opportunity up tonight to seal the deal. I was also just thinking about it, like, as a dad, um, I know there's a lot of parents out there that have witnessed that initial first run of the dynasty, and uh, we've got a couple of kids. Like, I have a 7-year-old who's just now sort of, like, really paying, paying attention the last couple, and uh, tonight would be, like, uh, I think go a long way to sort of, like, sealing that youngest of fan bases as well. Uh,
1: thanks a lot, y'all. That's so a great forward. call. That's a good call, Carlos. Thank you very much. You're you're absolutely right. It's stuff like that that you know what? There's a view, there's a Twitter account, there's a picture of Steph. It's really funny. He's at a golf course. There's a young lady with a John Moran jersey on, and he puts his arm around her, snaps a photo, and then they tweet that out. And even the person said, hard to root against a guy like that. And it's true. But it's 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 a win like tonight. It's a series win, uh like one against an upstart team like Memphis, who had the better record in the regular season. it brings the new fan it it, it just continues that you know we've had a a great fan base in northern california for a long time but winning championships you know this styles winning championships brings everybody out of the woodworks wins like tonight keep the youngsters involved and sells a few more jerseys and that means you're going to have fans for many more years to come i hope they close the deal tonight
2: yeah yeah this the next generation right and for them, obviously, Steph is Steph, and you have Clay. But for them, Jordan Poole—it might be that that new young star that they're seeing. So this is a this is a huge night for the Dubs. I think they will be up to the task. I don't know if I'm as bullish as you on a blowout, but I do believe that they'll get the victory. They will cover. And last I saw, six and a half. Now that might have
1: changed, but last I saw, Dubs were a six and a half point favorite. That's what I saw too. Yeah. Okay. So, and I say they cover. So, you know, I think it's a double digit win. I think they win by at least 10. There you go. So that's where I stand on this one. Uh, by the way, it, it, it's one of those games in the series, though, if they lose, and depending on how they lose, it could be a five-game series, and that's all she wrote.
2: Tonight is that pivotal. But I know. I think the
1: Warriors step on the gas tonight.
2: Yeah, I, I completely hear you because they know that they're supposed to take care of business today. And you know who else knows that? The Grizzlies. Okay. Oh, we just uh, got an update. The Dubs by they've been listening to the show, Alan.
1: Mm-hmm. They've the the line has changed from six and a half to seven. Wow! Yeah, the exactly. power of Coes, the power yeah. of Coes. I think I think the uh, the sharps are in on the Dubs at six and a half, and they had to push that number just up a little bit. So uh, we'll see if anyone will start swinging over towards the Grizz. But I'm sorry, I like the Dubs. And, and by the way, I'd like to hear from Warrior fan. Is this the biggest game we've ever had at Chase Center? Mm. Are, are you attending the single most important game that's ever been held at Chase Center? Because that's a big deal, a big opportunity, um, a chance to set the tone for the building. Life got in the way for a number of years, but now we're getting closer to the norm and man, I'd love to remember that roar that we used to hear when it was the old Oracle back in Oakland. I think we got to step aside. We should probably step aside
2: right now. Is that right? And then get some phone calls in here. What do you think we got to do? I think we could sneak one. All I right, let's see. So you want to get Robin in San Francisco? Yeah, we got it. We got Gary Jean coming at two thirty. So let's sneak oh, him. That's right. That's right. Quick one, Robin. How you doing, Robin? Welcome in ninety-five-seven.
1: The game.
5: Hey, you guys. Thanks for letting me back on because I I, I was on with JD and I do not want to out uh, do my welcome here, but I, I had to because. Um, is that Styles? I'm gonna come down your road. Stop calling John Moran a superstar. He's not a superstar. You're not a superstar. And get Most Improved Player. He's more like a rising star. But he is not a superstar.
1: It. thank you very much robin enjoy the game this afternoon uh we'll step aside when we continue the saintly one gary saint jean joins us to talk a little dubs playoff basketball and just how important game three is tonight at chase center brett in concord hang in there we're going to get to your call as well 888-957-9570 it's the xfinity mobile text line and the phone line with alan styles and jim cozamora 957 7 the game
0: Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Stephen Curry dribbling on Clark, handoff. Draymond comes down, lob inside, dunk for Kaminga. This threw it down hard.
1: Now back to 95-7, the
0: game.
2: Yes, yes, yes. We are back. 95-7 the game. Getting you ready. I made it. Sorry. Hey, oh, no, we're good, Brian. I was um, just vibing out to, you know, playing no scrubs. I think our last caller, Robin, essentially thinks John ja Moran is a scrub. I wouldn't say all of that. But he is definitely not a superstar, according to our one and only Robin. Jim, how's it going? You, you back with us? We got We got it rolling? I'm alive and well. I'm alive and well. I was I'm all over the board here. I'm running one place, I'm running another place, but I'm
1: geared up and ready to go. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Then let's bring in our guy because we gotta talk some dubs and we gotta talk some grizz and a big game three tonight at Chase Center. And one of the nicest guys on the planet and a great NBA guy and a guy who understands the dubs is our good friend Gary Saint Jean. He joins us on ninety five seven the game. Saint, how's it going, my friend?
0: Hello, fellas. Happy Saturday. How you guys doing?
1: Feeling great, great. man. Feeling great. Big day. Hey, big day like this for the Warriors. You get one of two in Memphis. How important is it for them to come out in Game 3 and be the tone setters today, Saint?
0: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's big. I think I think uh, it's going to be really, really loud in the Chase Center. Special, I think, because uh, you saw uh, how competitive those two games were. And uh, I, you know what? When When needed... This, this fan base just rises to the occasion, and I, I think they're proud of the way they played. And it's kind of – don't you guys think it's been kind of strange? Uh, you know, Clay and, and Steph having the shooting the, the last game and getting – as a team, getting outshot from three, and yet you're, you're doing okay in the rebounding battle. I thought they were going to get hammered there. Uh, you know, there's all different little things in this series – Like Jackson has a big game. Then the next game, he stinks. The guy who I thought was going to be special for them, Bain, he hasn't done really much. Maybe I should be quiet because you'll probably have a big one. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you got Melton coming off the bench. And I'm going to tell you guys, you think I'm nuts. I'm happy Brooks is coming back. You know, you're going to say, why the heck would you say that? Well, listen, he's tough. He plays hard. I respect that. It was a royal cheap shot that he pulled on Peyton. But what I like is he takes shots away from Bain, from Melton, and Morant. He's what I call a volume shooter. He doesn't care. He'll just keep on shooting. So he'll get 15, 20 shots to score 15 points. That's good for the Warriors.
2: Yeah, that's a great that's a great point, Saint. And I guess we were talking about it earlier. And to that point, as far as the others getting getting them going and how the Warriors, they typically let the superstars do their thing because they just feel we have enough firepower that even if you go for I mean, John Morant goes for 47. If the Warriors shoot 25% from three instead of 18, they probably win that ballgame. So do you have any issues or do you have any thing you would tweak on how the Warriors are guarding John Morant?
0: Well, you know what, guys? He's a little bit... Think of last night with the Suns and Luca. Luca and Morant are similar. They're both right-handed, but they love to get to their left. That's where they're really, really dangerous. Mm -hmm. So what you're trying to do as a defender to get your right foot and your right shoulder up above to try to force the guy back into the middle to his right hand. And what you do, this goes back to Allen Iverson. What you do is you try to sink in on elbows and boxes. So almost like a box in one when he's out on top. But cognizant, aware of where shooters are, and if you're not guarding a good shooter, get in there to give a lot of help because it's not just one guy. And I know we're going to get into who the heck is going to guard him now that Peyton's out. And, and that, to me, is big. And I think the Warriors can do this to keep him – it, it, from getting like forty, forty-five, keep him somewhere in that vicinity of thirty, and you guys making a great point. You just keep him in in a a good solid number, and then take care of everybody else. Keep them down, and then the Warriors have enough firepower to uh, to knock off the Grizzlies today.
1: Gary St. Jean joining us, ninety-five-seven. The game. We are your proud home of the Golden State Warriors. Tip-off 5.30, we'll have it for you. Official pregame at 4, but we're going strong dubs all the way between now and the start of that ball game. Saint, can I flip that equation around? Would there ever be a thought of let one guy go off and do it? Let one guy go get his 40. Let's stop everyone else from doing something so that it is one guy trying to beat 5.
0: Oh, sure. There, there isn't any doubt about it. Uh, you know, he, he... – Hey, listen. That guy's a great player. A guy like him and Luca, they can get a shot every time down the floor. And then you get other guys. You know, they're standing around scratching their head. You know, so I I kind of like that. I, I'm just talking about how you want to individually try to guard him. But hey, I love it if he's a volume shooter. If he's not getting other people involved because when he touches the paint, that's when he's so dangerous. And if you can, if you your defense constricts. Then who are you leaving? That's the big key. They don't have great perimeter shooters. They're better in a tran- transition game. We're not going to get another game like that from Jackson. There's no way he's going to make six threes. So uh, they're a team that has length, you know, with Clark. Uh, I like him. And you got Anderson. He's slow as molasses, but he's a, he's a nice, solid player. And, uh, you know, that that's a good young team on the rise. But I think as we go forward here, the Warriors are going to, Take care of business with the experience. I, I just think they're going to come out and really, really play well today. I think the three days off was big for the Warriors.
2: Yeah, we actually had Rob Fisher on earlier and he felt like, you know, a uh, TV guy for, for the Grizzlies and, and he felt pre and post and he felt like it was big for the Grizzlies. So everybody is going to take, you know, both sides of this and make themselves feel better. The, the Warriors are a bit older. The Grizzlies had a tough series with the T Wolves and had that quick turnaround. So I think they're both going to be, you know, raring to go today offensively for the Warriors. We know they are a jump shooting team. Is it just as simple as you got to make your shots and specifically you got to make your open shots? Because I saw this Saint. I saw a couple times where Steph and Jordan Poole were trying to dance a little bit, yep. trying, trying to trying to move, it. and they weren't getting by. They were not getting by, not even, even after the switches. They were not getting by those guys. And I think they got a bit frustrated, and, and to Steph's point, they started rushing things. The turnovers happened. Is it just as simple as making the open shots, or it felt like the Grizzlies did start to learn from Game One? Okay, you know Jordan Poole wants to do his in-out dribble. Okay, when Steph goes, they're either going to fake the you know fake the screen or he's going to cut through. It felt like they learned some things, but the Warriors also did miss open shots. So how much of it is on one side and the other?
0: No, I think that's a great breakdown in, in that. The ball got sticky. They were holding the ball and trying to go one-on-one. And, you know, you're saying, I can beat that guy, and I'm going to take him off the bounce, as you you explained with those guys individually. And I really think this team's at its best when they move the ball and move people. I don't think anybody in the NBA plays a more pretty game than the Warriors when they're playing it right. And to play it right, they've got to be just totally unselfish. And they need Draymond Green out there. Really, really at a high level. He he's the fulcrum to the wheel, and uh, you know he gets clay open, and clay's clay's gonna bounce back. there isn't any doubt about it. Uh, and and Steph, he's he's due for a big one. And Poole, is Poole to me is like the wild card. If he's playing really well, my gosh, then you got a really tough tough thing to deal with on the other bench. And you know Looney, I, I'm giving him a lot of praise, and I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you'd ask me, I, I think. Uh, he and Poole are going to wind up on on uh, Morant quite a bit. And, I, I frankly, I think Wiggins has shown his versatility, his willingness to get his face bloodied and get in there and bang and rebound. Uh, he's made some corner threes and yet put it on the floor. Had a heck of a dunk the other day. And uh, I, I think he's going to continue to play play at a high level.
1: Gary St. Jean joining us, 95-7 the game. I, I, you know, we get it. Game one, there was some physicality, and Draymond was involved. Yeah. Game two, the Brooks thing that that was involved. Stephen Adams available to play tonight. If you're Steve Kerr, what do you tell your guys? Is there a is there a warning or a concern regarding? Hey, let's let's not get caught up in something that's not our game. Let's stay playing basketball and and worry less about it. Or is there a message you have to give these guys? Or have the Warriors been through it and they already know?
0: Well, I I think the big key there is. That they have hundreds, hundreds of games of experience. That's the beauty of all this, that they've been through this all. Now, let me ask you guys. If you're playing against a great team like the Warriors, and you've got these Hall of Fame players, you can't match up with them. So if you can't match up with the skill, what are you going to do? You're going to get physical. Mm And that's what they think they need to do to beat the Warriors. So... Anybody goes to the hoop, you're gonna not, not to the extent that Brooks pulled the other day, but uh, we're gonna see a, a tough battle in here. They've got some big guys in the paint. I think that's their strength is how they take away uh, a lot of penetration in the paint. They don't give up a lot of points there. And with that said, I think the Warriors are getting quality shots. You guys said it before. They're trying to up tempo these guys because they're not. Super disciplined on defense. Where they're good is with their length in the, around the basket. But other than that, you can get open shots if you move the ball. But you can't say to yourself, oh, I got a good shot. I got to keep looking to see if you have a great shot. That's Steve Kerr's credo, that he loves that. Good shot, give it up for a great shot. And I, I think we're really uh, – here's something to look for tonight. I think the Warriors are going to get 30 assists. Any game they get 30 assists, you can just about write it in that they're going to win. And if they, here's the keys, keep, you guys mentioned this, take care of the ball, keep that turnover number around 15, and then let's not get upwards of 20 falls. That's been a problem, putting people on the free throw line. You can keep those numbers down and get the assist number up. We're talking a W for the W's.
2: There you go. There you go. And, you know, Ever since GP2 went down, and even before GP2 went down, there's been a lot of conversation about because of the length of the Grizzlies and and the way that they play and they're young and they can jump, Jonathan Kaminga needs to get more run. With GP2 out, Jonathan Kaminga, what role do you think he plays? He brings that verticality that I think when things like you spoke about earlier do get sticky and it's all – Jump shot, jump happy. He's a guy that can get to the cup. And I'll tell you what, Saint, the issues that the Warriors have had with the free throws, and I don't want to jinx them here. I'm not on the media broadcast, so it can't <laughs> be a, a media jinx. Kaminga has been putting them down. So do you yep. think he gets a, a bit more run? Do you think it's necessary? I know Steve Kerr kind of goes with the flow of the game. What are you expecting out of the rookie?
0: Well, I, you know, the old expression, the next guy up. And uh, mm-hmm. you're losing a guy who's been a con- beautiful contributor all year long feel bad for him because this is a great opportunity. I felt so good watching his dad there. I I knew his dad when he was a rookie in the NBA and who good a career he had. And this guy just had a tremendous year. So the next man up, and it's Kaminga, because you're going to take, I think, Wiggins from a a bigger spot, playing a small four. He, I think, is going to move out to the wing defensively. And when he does that, there's going to be more room in there for Kaminga. So I I definitely think he's going to get some minutes. And, guys, I like the way he's playing. He doesn't – the lights don't look too bright. I don't see him really nervous. He's not forcing stuff. And the key for him, the whole key for me, is staying within the game plan defensively and then defensive rebound. And if he does that, Steve can live with some mistakes offensively. It's it's on those two areas there, the rebounding and the team D. If he does that as a rookie, then he'll get time.
1: Saint, am I going to see you at four o'clock mass today? I'm going to. I'm going to four. I'm off the air at like five to four. I'm jetting right over to four o'clock mass, and I'm coming back for the it. game.
0: Hey, yes, but you know what? I, I got to be ready for this game. I'm fired up.
1: Exactly, me too. That's why I got to get in there and get my prayers in, and then come back and make sure I, I catch tip off at five thirty.
0: Yeah, and I can open my bottle of red and let it breathe while we're doing
1: that. Boy, boy, that's the way. I, that's the way we do it out here in the East East Bay. <laughs> Saint, it's great catching up, my friend. I hope all is oh, well with guys, you and the family. I love
0: talking to you guys and, and keep up the great work.
1: Thanks, man. We'll see you. That's the great Gary Saint Jean joining us here on ninety five seven. The game. Uh, he and I go to the same church out here in uh, where we live out in the uh, East East Bay. And uh, there's a four o'clock mass, Alan. You got to get your prayers in before you get ready for a game. That's hey, what I say.
2: Hey, I've done the nine a.m.s. I've done the five p.m.s. I, I like I like going early. If I'm gonna
1: yeah. go, I'm gonna go early. Yeah, that's a good call. I'm I'm gonna do the four o'clock. I, I typically I've been lately doing the seven thirty a.m. Sunday, but I've got to go to work early tomorrow. I've got A's pre and post over on NBC. So I got to get the 4 o'clock today, then boom, out the door at about 7.30, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, ready for a little baseball. A Mother's Day of all. Do you have a Mother's Day plan for tomorrow?
2: Yeah. You know, you said East East Bay, and I see uh, the 925 was chiming in. When are we going to get a remote broadcast with Coe, Saint and Styles at Lunardi's? <laughs> Ernie from Concord. It's, I, the reason I bring that up is because my mom is in Concord. So I'll be heading out to Concord tomorrow. We're going to grill, going to hang out with the fam-bam and uh, just, just celebrate uh, Mother's Day. Ernie, we got to get it out there my friend. We'd have a good time over at Lunardi's. Here's what we'll uh
1: here's what uh I think we're going to do at our crib. Uh, I've got to work. I'll get home about 3. We'll do a family hike and then I'm going to come back. My wife likes chipino, mm. so I
2: will uh cook up some chipino tomorrow night for the family and we'll just have a little family night at home. I'm expecting a a, a picture on Twitter of whatever you got Done. going on. Done. Okay? There Done. you go.
1: In fact, we got a special bottle of John Madden red wine from his uh, winery before he passed away. So we will probably have that, a little garlic bread to go with the chipino
2: and uh, I'll send the picture out, I promise. There you go. Brian Brian. brian has got something to say. What's up, Brian?
6: Coach, I expect the picture, but I don't want that A's and Giants hat in that picture as well. Oh, I will be wearing the A's. You <laughs> no, you what I, no, should, God, I should tweet out another. No, day. please. I,
5: I cannot
1: believe that I did not tweet out after the A's won in spectacular fashion one nothing in game two tweet out a picture of me wearing the hat because each team got a win just
2: like my hat each team gets a win half giants half a's baby i don't want to hear that i don't want to hear that let's get back let's get back it's too far now now we're getting back to warriors now yeah. we're getting back to warriors
1: <laughs> good call good call oh by the way from the 925 what's cioppino it's an italian kind of a fish stew dish uh with a number of different types of fish including a uh some i there's some crab in there i'm going to add a lobster tail as well um so it's kind of think of it as an Italian fish stew. Wow. What just
2: well, just, well, just a, a, a just a slight flex from you. I'm going to throw some lobster tail in there yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I love the ladies. I got yeah. I got three three beautiful daughters and a lovely wife and so uh you got to treat them right. Got to take gotta care of Hey, they
6: say if you can cook, you know, you can cook.
1: <laughs> well you know. I I'm still working on my game, but I'm going to do the best I can for my bride. There that's you the go. best that's the best I can do. Now we got to remind everyone. You can hit us up triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. The X. Um, I'm sorry. Say that one more. We got go, given. Oh, we got to get to my man Mike. Mike's and Filmo. Mike has been waiting, and he joins us, and he wants to chime in on this. Filmo, what's happening, my man?
6: Hey, Cole's. What's up? You make me. I don't know what it is, bro. You make me feel good. What's up, Alan? Because, bro, you make me feel good every time you're on the air and I just figured out why. You're, every that's, time you're on the yes. air, you Thank don't you. it's secondary because the main thing you talk about is alcohol and food. <laughs> every time. Every time you're on the air. And, and going to
1: church, Filmo. I always throw in going to church too, real, because bro, I talk about food and good. drinking. <laughs>
2: What's that? All right, Mike, what's on your mind? We got dubs tonight. Big night with the dubs. I think we lost Mike. I think we lost Mike. Brett has, yeah. It, oh, Philmo Mike's the best. Brett has been hanging out since before oh. we linked up with Saints. So, Brett, we we know you got something on your mind. Thanks for hanging with us. What's up, Brett?
6: Jimmy, how are we, bud? So, um,
2: man, couldn't be better.
6: Off, happy early Mother's Day to my mother and all the beautiful mothers out there. Just want to get that out first. Um... You know what? I agree with you on tonight. I don't think it's the biggest game to take place in San Francisco because it's the second round of, of the playoffs where the Warriors have been there and you know they persevered more often than not, obviously. so Sure, but that
1: was Oakland, yeah. wasn't it?
6: That was yeah, Oakland. But at the same time, it's, it, for me, it's like, even if the Warriors lost, which I agree with you, the Warriors are going to absolutely smoke them tonight. I, I, I feel like they're going to win this game by 10 to 15 points. And I'd bet the house with my mom in it. Yep. But I'm just telling you, I don't think it's that big of a game to me personally just because of what we're dealing with. Um, now, what does scare me a little bit is when the Warriors go small because GP did so many things, putting pressure on the ball, you know, making Jaws do different things that, you know, no, no other Warrior defender can really do. But it, when they go big and if they start Steven Adams and Jackson, size does hurt the Warriors. And I'm afraid the Warriors are going to be one and done if they go down to shoot and there's nobody rebounding. But uh, thanks for taking my call, Jimmy. Take thanks, care, man.
1: Bye. All right, Brett. Thanks very much. You know, I, I do think there's a, a sense of confidence for Warrior fans after the win that they had in the series. I don't. I think if they were coming back to nothing, I think there'd be a lot more jitters. For Game Three, where they would be worried that you know what these might be the last two games of the regular season in this building, they still may be the last two games in regular season this or, or postseason, I should say, uh, uh this season. But I think that there is a, a a really brash confidence on the Warrior fan side today.
2: Yeah, I don't, well, I think that there should be. I mean, when you do look at what what happened, and the Grizzlies can have their side of it, where well, we only lost. By you know one point in the first game, well Draymond didn't play in that second game. I mean the Warriors historically bad shooting wise, so you 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 put all of that that you're talking about your Chipino, a little bit of a little bit of crab that's Clay a little bit of lobster that's Steph you mix all that up and you got to think that's going to be a pretty good dish and it, it, everything is going to you know being home right getting a home cooked meal I'm sure mm-hmm. Aisha whipped something up for Steph so all that put together yes there is a reason and that's why Co's just just to talk about this we understand that the Warriors are really really good and Draymond saying you know a couple during the regular season we can win in any seed I I do believe that but let's stop acting like home court doesn't matter I don't like how people act like home court doesn't matter that's not to say that being on the road isn't an automatic loss but the idea that it's not that big of a deal to have home court I just feel like you know why you say that? Because you don't have home court, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. But let's not act like it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah, it certainly matters. There's no question that, that that's why teams bust their tail for 82 to try and get it. Are there some teams that maybe understand? And I'll give you, for instance, the Warriors, when they were in the midst of five straight runs to the finals, maybe they understood you didn't have to bust your tail. Maybe that lesson happened in the year they won 73 um, to Give yourself the best chance to win. Maybe they could not coast, but pick their spots in the regular season. Make sure you're ready for a longer playoff run. But for the most part, listen, you want a home game. It matters in the NBA. You go up against all the other sports. Home court advantage in the NBA, I think statistically is bigger than home ice in the NHL, than home field in baseball even, than home field in
2: football. I I think it means that much in the NBA. I really do, Alan. No, I, I I again, we're on the same page there. It's just a lot of a lot of fans and people, yeah, you know, and that's not to say you can't win a series. I mean, the Warriors did win one on the road, but how good does everyone feel now knowing that you're going to get, you know, some home cooking and 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 the Warriors are home? It's just a different feeling, and I get it. You know, the Warriors are able, you know, probably to win on the road, but just just let's let's not act like it's not a big deal. I know we're up against it, but we got our guy, that guy from Oakland who wants to talk Dubs. You got about a a minute or so here. That guy, what's good with you? How you doing?
4: Hey, appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for getting me on today. Jim Coes has styles.
2: There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> That's day. good. That's
4: good. Right. right? It's, I like a, it. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. But just real, I know you guys are up against it. But just to go off the stats, I like to play uh, play off the stats here. So. If we follow suit with the weekend on how it's flowing here, both teams that came off of game two losses on the road came home and won big yesterday. So let's keep that going tonight. Uh, and also I heard a, a stat that um, 81% of the teams that win game three end up winning the series, whether, you know, whether it's 1-1 or 2-0 or 3-0 going into that. If you win game three, there's an uh, eight out of 10 uh, shot that you win game that you win the series, rather. And then, just real fast, Hey, I know you guys are off uh, uh, Pose poser Busty, my guy, but I just want to say congratulations to him. And he gets into the hall because he's just an overall good dude. I mean, look at his stats. And the, old, the older voters and the younger voters, not one person has really anything to say bad about him. Even Vince Scully was singing his praises. You guys have a great weekend. I appreciate it. Take care. Go Dub.
1: Way to go, that guy. A little TSL right there, a little time spent listening. Mm-hmm. He's going all the way back to hour number one Yeah, early Buster take. Wow. You, 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 got, you, got to love, you got to love that, and he always comes strong. Yes, yes, and we're fans. We're fans. Hey, we're fans of all of you. You can join us, whether it's the Xfinity Mobile text line at 888-957-9570. It's also the phone number, 888-957-9570. Styles and Co's, we're going to be here for one more hour. First three hours have blown by, blown by. Now final hour, leading up to the official Warriors pregame show, leading up to tip-off at 5.30, and the great Tim Roy will have the uh, play-by-play call. In the next hour, Jim Barnett will join us. We will talk specifics with the Dubs. If you have any questions for JB, give us a call or hit us on the text line. We'd be happy to pass them along. Great day of Dubs fun right here on your home of the Dubs, 95.7 The Game.